What stereotypes lie in the PR and journalism fields? What are each of the fields' individual goals, but how are they still reliant on each other? How can you work to bridge the gap between these PR and journalism industries? Today, we are joined by Kent State Public Relations professors Michelle Ewing and Luke Armour to answer these questions and discuss civility in the public relations and journalism industries. So welcome back to our the Finding Common Ground podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about bridging the gap between journalism and PR. Uh, my name is Zach. And I'm Kayla. And today we're joined by two of Kent State's public relations professors, Professor Armour and Professor Ewing. Would you guys like to introduce yourself, Professor Ewing? Sure. Um, so yes, yeah, so I am a professor in the public relations sequence here at Kent State. I've been here for 17 years. I'm also the sequence coordinator for the program and faculty advisor to award-winning PRSA Kent. Um, and prior to that, I worked 12 years for an agency in Cleveland, focusing primarily on healthcare communications, but also I worked for an array of clients. And prior to that, I worked six years at two Ohio hospitals. Okay. Professor Armour? Yes. Hi, I'm uh, Luke Armour. I'm uh, an associate professor here in the PR sequence. This is my ninth year, I think. And in addition to teaching in the PR sequence, I also manage a group of students in the marketing office called Flash Communications, and they work for, we typically write stories about the great things happening on Kent State campus, and when we're in person, we staff events, uh, but right now we're mostly just writing. Uh, it's a great experience and a great portfolio builder for those students. Uh, prior to working at Kent State, I worked for Fleischman Hillard, which is a really large uh, public relations firm. And I worked out of their Cleveland office in their digital practice group. So my background is social media, podcasting, web development, things like that. All righty. So uh, the first question that we're going to kick off with is about stereotypes. So what stereotypes do you guys think come along with each field, both PR and journalism, and why? I'll, I'll start. Well, I think with PR, I mean, the classic is, and it's a word that makes me cringe, is that public relations is spin. So, and where did that come from? Well, it came from some of us, our history because there were some like P.T. Barnum, who who was doing public relations work, but ex- exaggerated and lied. But slowly as the profession evolved and um, into more ethical practice, we have, here at Kent State, we promote ethical practice of public relations. That being said, that we still have people that call themselves public relations professionals and who aren't honest and truthful and transparent. So the stereotype there is that there's this broad scope, then therefore uh, lots of public relations professionals aren't transparent and open, and they're just out to, you know, share fluff and their side of the story. And then, I, you know, we're trying to fight that stereotype by consistent, honest, and transparent communication. And then I think for the journalists, from my experience, the, the stereotype may be from people who haven't had poor experience with journalists, sloppy reporting, unbiased reporting, and therefore, there's that lack of trust then that that's there. And also, I think some people perceive a journalist as, you know, just out to get them type of thing. Professor Ewing's right. I think that the history of public relations it started in a kind of a bad place. And so we, uh, and as an industry, have always had a PR problem of how do we, you know, move forward and represent how we look at public relations and how we teach public relations here, you know, ethic, fact-based. Part of the problem is, a lot of the stereotypes that people have about both professions come from popular culture. And if you look at any television show that has a PR person in it, I think Amazon just came out with a new one called Flack. 
I haven't watched it yet, but that already doesn't sound good. Spin City was the was a TV show years ago about a, a mayor's office, and spin has always been a negative connotation word for PR people that, that we spin the truth. And in fact, I think in politics they still call it the spin room, right? After a debate or something, you'll go back and all the reps of, of those politicians will try to adjust whatever they said on on live on the stage. So we have a PR problem in that popular culture consistently represents us in a negative light. Journalists, I think with the recent four plus years of, of politics have really shed a light on journalists as as being fake news people, even though they're reporting the truth and people just don't like what they're reporting. So they decide it's not true or fake. And, you know, when you have somebody who calls the reporters the enemy of the people, that that isn't good. Uh, so we've seen a, a degradation of of trust in journalism in the past few years and uh, that's partially been because of some prominent voices, but also just because if you look at a comments in any Facebook page of a newspaper, you'll see they're like, why are you reporting on this? Why? Are I mean, they're just, people are just angry about a lot of stuff. And so they blame reporters for things like that and uh, picking on people as, as Professor Ewing said. So there's a long road to go for everybody. And just remember like every industry has bad people in it who, you know, it only takes a few bad apples to spoil the, the barrel. And so we see that constantly, right? I mean, there's lawyer jokes and bad things be said about doctors. And so you just think about every industry has some sort of uphill battle to climb in, at some point in their history. Yeah. So as we are like talking about this gap between journalism and PR, I th it's very evident that journalists have a big impact on the field of public relations. And I know like Professor Armour, you speak sometimes in the reporting class about like why, why are PR students in reporting? Like why does reporting matter to us? So can you both just talk a little bit about like why journalism is important with public relations and why there has to be a relationship there? This is a Big question. There's a whole field of public relations, a subset of public relations called media relations, right? So PR people recognize that we sometimes need to borrow the authority and credibility of opinion leaders. And if you look, uh, you know, that could be, you know, church leaders, it could be politicians. So if if there's a PR campaign or, you know, think about an anti-smoking campaign or, you know, you, you might want to use schools for that. You'd have to go through the superintendents and the principals. Those are opinion leaders. Journalists happen to be opinion leaders, whether they want to be or not. Uh, whenever a story gets published, that was an editorial decision by that newspaper to cover that story. So PR people want to have a relationship with journalists because we're, and it's a two-way street, right? We need their audiences to get the word out about whatever the campaign is. And they, and journalists need public relations professionals to have access to our executives, right? I mean, if you want to call my CEO, you can't just pick up the phone and call the CEO. You typically have to go through me as the PR person because he's he or she is busy and I want to make sure that whatever you're doing is worth their time or that they're prepared for this interview. So there's a relationship there that should be symbiotic, right? I mean, we need you and you need us and it should work in tandem. The problem is, as we discussed, there's always some bad apples that will violate that trust or breach an agreement or something like that that puts things in a, in a negative uh, situation. Professor Ewing? Yeah, you know, absolutely. You talked about the whole relationship, the two-way street here. And, and that's what we always try to teach our students is that you're developing, just like we teach you in, with other audiences, you're developing a relationship with the news media. And, and when you develop a relationship, that means it's two-way, right? It's mutually beneficial. So you need to position yourself as a resource for the news media. 
And then hopefully you will then in turn get fair and honest and coverage. And I, I wanted just to add with the challenges, though, um, I don't know if, if Kayla and Zach have looked into the 2021 Edelman Trust Barometer, but the show, you should. Um, one of the key findings is that there's a huge decline in trust of the media. So why is that? You know, and, and part of that has to do with is that they, they call the thing an inf infodemic where people just don't don't know what information to trust. And, you know, social has a lot to do with that. The former administration has a lot to do with that. Citizen journalists have a lot to do with that. I mean, there's so many factors that, that have created this, this culture of misinformation, disinformation, and, you know, the whole fake news thing. And so I think the the impact here is that the media that, you know, we're trying to reach out to, we have to make sure that we reach out to credible sources, credible journalists, and that we're giving them credible inf information. So, and as Professor Armour shared, is that we want to reach the audiences that the journalists are, you know, reporting for. Because we, you know, they have that credibility, hopefully, and they provide us with that avenue to, to reach those audiences, to connect with those audiences. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying, we're trying to communicate and connect in public relations. Yeah, that's great. And I think, too, with social media nowadays, it's everything's very, very conversational and very one-sided. So it's, it's hard for people to get news. When we're talking about branches of PR, we learn in principles of PR with Professor Ewing that there's corporate, agency, and nonprofit. Um, so... Which branch do you guys think deals more with the journalism field? And then piggybacking off of that with the branches of PR, um, how are each of them relevant to the field of journalism? Well, in terms of the uh, you talk the different career paths in public relations, I think all the career paths, based back on our last conversation, have to deal with the news media because we need them and they need us. Whether it's a small business to a global company, we need to speak to the relevant news media. I think certain practice areas, you might work a little bit more with the news media. For example, if you are working, you know, as a publicist in the entertainment industry, obviously that's that's your lifeblood there is generating publicity for your company or your client. Uh, we're sports. Uh, there's a lot of media exposure in, in the sports industry. Crisis communications, you have to get that message out fast and the news media are a good avenue for that. So I think it's certain, certain, fit, certain areas that you might do more, but keep in mind, you might actually specialize in media relations back to that that discussion here. You might be just a media relations specialist. Zaki is a media relations specialist. You know, she's the press secretary for the Biden administration. That's her life. That, that's her, her key role. So I think it all depends on in terms of, you know, the scope of the organization and what your objectives are. You know, are you trying to generate news coverage? Um, do you need news coverage just to support your objectives? Professor Army, want to add to that? Yeah, just real quick. As Professor Ewing said, pretty much every all three of those career paths that you mentioned would have some sort of public relations relationship with media. If you're working for a nonprofit, typically you might be the only communication person in that company, that organization. So you might be doing all the stuff, right? You would be doing some media relations. You would be doing some promotional work. You might be doing some, you know, all of that stuff would be on your plate every day. If you work for a large corporation like the, the Cleveland Clinic or something else, your job might just be to write press releases and pitch stories. That might be your full-time job. So it depends on how big your organization is and what the special needs are for that organization that would determine how much of that you do. I mean, I worked for an agency and, and media relations was part of what we did, but we also had people who pretty much full-time worked media relations. So it really depends. But the truth is, if you're a PR person, there's a there's a good chance you'll have to have a relationship with with journalists in your local vicinity for sure, but possibly national. I'll add to that too. As you're talking, I was just reminded, thinking back to when I practiced in healthcare. Is often we as the peer professional were training others to work with the news media. So I can remember spending, uh, you know, days in a boardroom coaching the CEO on how to work with the news media and educate him about working with the news media. Because often when we would get clients on, they wanted just to go to the news media when there was like a good story. 
But when you come to laying off staff or maybe making cuts, why, why would we want to talk to the news media? So we always started um, all of our client relationships with explaining the value of the news media and from the journalist perspective, you know, they're going to get the story no matter what. So often we are coaching others to work with the news media and educating them about the value and the journalist perspective. I spent a lot of time with physicians because they were the credible source, right? When something came out about, let's look at COVID. Uh, Dr. Fauci, you know, they were the credible source. So you needed to coach them to talk in a way that would connect with the audience and educate the audience with with the simple me- message. So often we are working with the news media or we're training others to work with the news media. Right. You have to remember that the PR person is often the person in front of the camera sometimes, but that's not who the media wants to hear from. And that's not who the, the public wants to hear from. They want to hear from the, the important people, the, the credible sources, the top person in that organization who who whose decisions are driving that organization. So, yeah, I mean, media training is something that most PR people end up doing as well. Yeah, I think those are like very interesting points. And I mean, that's really the reason we're having this whole conversation, because there is no way that you're not going to be involved with journalists and in the media with the career like public relations, like it's bound to happen. So it's important to understand like how to go about those relationships and how to make sure that you're producing the best media, because especially right now, like there's so much criticism that's coming from anybody in the field and any of the work that they put out. And as Kayla touched on before with the impact of social media on everything, like with one little post or like one thing that you do, it could completely impact a community somehow and you might not even realize it. So I think that those are all very important points and why we need to have these relationships with journalists and have them be positive and constructive. There's obviously tension between the two fields. There's obviously tension between just, you know, community members and the media within their towns and um, just and big news networks and everything. So how come you think that there is tension between journalism and PR and that sometimes one field might not have as much respect for the other or they let those stereotypes come into play? So one thing I want to mention is that I think some of the breakdown in trust or the frustration generates from the fact that PR people and journalists have totally different agendas, right? And I think if you go into that relationship knowing that you have a difference in in what you need from these conversations, then you typically work it out. It's when you forget that that journalist doesn't work for your company. They're going to write their story however they want to write it, and you get frustrated that they're asking the wrong questions. And they have a job to do and you have a job to do and they're not the same job. And as long as you go remember that, you'll be much better off. You know, journalists have a story to tell to their publics. Uh, typically, a lot of journalists consider themselves the the truth finders for the public. You know, that's who their audience is, right? They they serve the public to say, you know, we our job is to get the truth to the people and report on on factual things that are happening in the community or in, you know, national news. PR professionals want journalists to tell good stories about their organizations, but that's not always what the news is, right? And I'll give you a good example. Kent State, the last few years, has put out a commercial to the during the Super Bowl, and it was the last couple of years we've produced it entirely in-house and at a huge cost savings because we haven't had to hire an agency to do it. We use the, the videographers at UCM. They have students working for them, so they're getting all this great experiential learning. We put out a press release every year that we created this commercial, and we have all these students learning all these great things. And then at the bottom, we'll always put, this is how much it costs for us to buy that media time. And they're local commercials. They're not national commercials. And we send that press release out. Well, the story that most publications are going to print is that Kent State spent X number of dollars on a Super Bowl commercial. And to to them, that's the most important part of that story. So a journalist might look at that press release and be like, why did they bury the most important part of the story at the bottom? 
well, my job is to tell you that we saved all this money and we have all these students learning all these great valuable skills. And your job is to write the story however you feel is the most important to write the story. So I don't get mad when you write the story and you shouldn't get mad how I write the press release. It's all this factual information. And it, frankly, it's lazy journalism for you to cut and paste my press release anyway. I'd love it if you did it, but that's not really journalism. So if you go into the conversation knowing I have a job, you have a job, and they never meet, you'll be much better off. I think that's where some of the tension comes from. I was thinking of an experience. So one of my clients was a behavioral health hospital for children and adolescents way back when, another you know, another lifetime. And I remember that we took it on the client, and it was a new hospital. But prior for us taking it on, there was a scandal with the CEO. He, like, embezzled some money. Some of the adolescents, like, escaped um, from the hospital. I mean, there was this, all this ugliness, right? So we take on this they get they get new leadership they hire us and we and, they, and we believe in the leadership and when we met when we meet the staff we really believe in the programs i mean these are these are children that were struggling um with very serious mental health issues so it's, you know it's, it's a really good cause to help like you'd meet the parents and the parents were so help, so so appreciative that they learned about the programs but every time there was a story written about the hospital the local paper the last paragraph would be you know, ABC Hospital, where the CEO, you know, embezzled money and, you know, had trouble, had trouble years. I mean, for like six months that happened, like there'd be a good story in the last paragraph would be this boilerplate of bad things that happened. So finally, we decided to talk to the editor and the reporter and we had them come to the hospital. And we told them, here's our concern that that did happen. But this is new leadership. Here's the new leadership. Here's the staff. Why do you continue writing that? It was just pretty much just like a like an overlook. They didn't think about it. You know, they didn't even, they were just providing background on the hospital. And we said, well, there's other background you can share, like all the you know the program. So that conversation and also I think what we did was we humanized our relationship. So when they started writing about, I don't want to say the name of the hospital, when they started writing about ABC Hospital, they started thinking about the staff members that we introduced them to and the work that they were doing. And I think that might be what you're getting at here is the whole idea is like, how do we build this relationship here? And so what we did is that we we, 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 we talked to them about it and, and, and in a professional way. We weren't saying that just write good stories about us, but why do you have to keep dragging up that those scandals, you know, they were scandals when there's a whole new leadership here. And that that worked. It worked. You know, did they still report on stories that we probably didn't want reported on? You know, it's, I can't remember what, what we did have another issue there. But, yeah, they did. But we got rid of that rehashing those old stories with the previous leadership. Um, and it was all about having a conversation. So. Also with our campaign, we talk a lot about bridging the gap, a common theme that we have come up with, especially between uh, the fields of PR and journalism. So how can the gap between the two fields negatively impact each of them? Are you asking about how we fix it or how is it causing more problems? How is it causing more problems? I guess, yeah. I guess. So I guess the simple answer is if Professor Ewing had, in the ABC hospital example, if they hadn't solved that problem, right? If they hadn't gone in and talked to them, then they would have just kept reporting on that, rehashing those old stories. And then you would just get angrier and angrier with them. And then they, you know, maybe you would stop helping them have access to your, I mean, it just, as with any relationship, if you like hold a grudge, you, it's just going to get worse. Right. And in some cases you can break up with somebody and go on your own way in this job. You really can't just stop talking to these people. I mean, you can, but it's just, it hurts either the organization or the a journalist, or they're just going to write a story without you. And sometimes you don't want that. They're like, we're going to talk about all the great companies in town. And then you're not a part of that story because they're mad at you. Or, and I'm not saying that they would, but people are human and, and we have emotions and we get things that annoy us and it shouldn't affect our professionalism, but it does. 
And I think if you don't solve these problems, it just keeps getting worse and worse to the point where you have a, not just a tense relationship, but an adversarial relationship like the former administration did with with journalists. Right. There was just a, a huge amount of tension and frankly, a lot of name calling and and it just fell apart rapidly and and was not good for the entire country. Right. For us to, to not trust the news sources and for us to have such a negative outlook on some of these politicians. Professor Ewing? I was just wondering, and, and the thing with that is, is it, it, it grows. So I, I was thinking about with the former administration, the, the, the challenge here was that I uh, met some of the, the local reporters that I worked with. I mean, they've been here, they've been in the community where I live for years, like decades, you know, and they would tell me that um, when they would show up at these rallies that Typically, the community is very supportive of local journalism here where I live at. But all of a sudden, this crowd would feed on that negativity with the news media, and they were attacking the local journalists, too. So, you know, it just gets uglier and uglier and uglier. And it's going to take a long time, I think, for us to get back to, you know, having respect for the news media and, and public relations because of this adversarial relationship was heightened. I would just, in terms of, like, bridging the gap... I think it's our responsibility as public relations professionals to understand the journalist objectives and that they're going to get the story and what journalism is and what what news is because we need to then deliver like when we're pitching stories, pitch the news, you know, pitch credible sources. The worst thing you can do is is pitch fluff and spin and that that that's never going to grow your relationship. Um, and also it hurts your reputation as a, as a public relations professional as well as the organization. So first of all, you know, deliver credible sources, deliver credible information, help the journalists tell the story. And I think that's um, where I, um, when I was at the agency, what we did was we positioned ourselves as a resource. So if I was, I, I specialized in healthcare communication, so I knew healthcare really well. And so sometimes journalists, are, and that's even probably today now, they're covering all kinds of different topics. So sometimes I would help the healthcare reporters like understand managed care and health plans, because I recognize they didn't have as much time to study those issues. So I would feed them like studies and information, even if it didn't even involve my company or my clients, because I was trying to build a relationship, right? I wanted to be a resource. So when they were writing about a healthcare trend story, they thought of Michelle Ewing and her clients, and we could be an expert. So I think bridging the gap is thinking about, well, how can you help the journalists tell their story and do their job, and hopefully then you'll build that respect and they'll give you a chance to share your side of the story. They're always going to write their stories, but at least like share your side of the story. With our campaign, we've been really talking about the impact that students have on the on these topics. Um, how can students work together? How can students promote civil media with, within their career paths and what they're doing? So when we're talking about these students working in student media, reporting class, whatever that may be, or just preparing to go out and do a career on their own, how can they work to bridge the gap between journalism and public relations? Well, I think the fact that you're, that PR students take journalism classes really helps you understand what it feels like to be a, a journalist and to, to try to get a hold of somebody and not be able to get through the, their gatekeepers or whatever and just you know see how frustrating that is. And so that you, you want as a PR professional to think of yourself as a resource. How can I, I can't give these people what they want because it's proprietary or because you know there's a law case or whatever it is, but I can give them some information that, that they'll recognize that I'm trying to be helpful here. We, we want you to recognize those elements and part of your job as aspiring PR professionals is to address stereotypes you might be hearing from your journalist students, right? So if you hear journalism students saying bad things about, oh, well, PR people are this, your job is to stand up and be like, hold up, let's have a conversation about this because that's not how we teach PR here, right? 
and and just kind of have those conversations. Uh, we want you to be good writers, which is really why we have you in those reporting classes. But you need to know how to write good stories. You need to know how journalists think about news so that you can be that resource. As Professor Ewing said, if you constantly call a reporter and pitch garbage to them, it's going to hurt your reputation. They're going to just stop answering the phone when you call. They're going to be like, they're all here. They're telling me they just created their 100th widget at their company and uh, nobody cares, right? I mean, the CEO cares. Oh, 100 widgets. Yeah, but that's not news, right? You, you need to figure out what the news is. So if you know what makes a good story, you can pitch a good story and there's a good chance you'll be more successful. You'll have a better relationship. And that starts with you learning that here at school and then having those conversations when you hear those negative things so that they don't so you don't start day one as a professional hating journalists or a journalist doesn't hate PR people. You've stepped in way before that to help. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I, and I, I think we, with we, with purpose, we've designed the public relations program to be in the journalism, you know, the school of journalism. Right. Um, there's a reason for that. And there's a reason to have you all working alongside of each other. I, I feel like I'm hearing less, though, which is good. But I, but I've had heard of conversations in the in the state or office or in the in the in the classroom where there is this friction about, oh, um, PR is just fluff, whatever. And then but through conversations and I think with students like you all standing up and sharing, well, no, this is what PR is. And quite frankly, we've got a lot of now, a lot of journalism students now that are minoring in public relations, too, because they understand the opportunity in the field and they understand better what, what PR really is. So I think through education and conversation, we've changed those perspectives, at least we, or we've opened up the opportunity to have more conversations. I think a lot of the public relations majors have done very well with student media and vice you know, and, and vice versa. You know, journalism students have done very well in some of our PR classes, too. So I think it's a whole idea of this exposure and, and giving everybody a chance to, to learn and to share different perspectives. And then to leave here, leave Kent State with those perspectives in mind. So when a, a future journalist thinks about a public relations professional, they think about their friend, Zach and Kayla, who, you know, were studying public relations. And I'm sure you have some journalism friends, right? So, you, you know, again, that's a human side of it too. Professor Ewing, you had mentioned earlier about bridging the gap as a peer professional, but individually, both of you as professors, how can you bridge the gap? And also, what do you teach in class to bridge that gap? Good writing. <laughs> we talk about writing all the time. That's the other thing, too, though. You can have a really good you know, story, but if you don't know how to present it to the news media, too, that undermines your, you know, your, your credibility. But again, I, th I think how I try to teach it, and you both, you from my principal's class, is this whole idea is that we are professionals. We should we should act like professionals. That's being, you know, with integrity, with ethics, with honesty, and maybe some empathy, too. I think sometimes, too, is that we're, we're all like so caught up in our jobs and we're all stressed out and, we, and we're short with people. And, and, and I will tell you, one day you will call journalists and they will be short with you. I can remember hanging up sometimes like, oh, wow. It's hard to take it personally. So I think you got to just got to realize that everybody's trying to do their job, give everybody the benefit of the doubt, and people are going to make mistakes. But overall, lead with integrity and accuracy and credibility. And the idea being that you are, are helping that person, you know, tell their stories and do their job and hopefully earn their respect. Because I really think that's what it is. And then hopefully then they will think of you as a resource and a credible source that you'll tell them, you know, when something's bad or good, or, you know, they're going to trust you. I think all the PR professors try to talk about these relationships and the importance of professionalism through all of our classes. So sometimes you're probably tired of hearing us talk about it, but it's true. And that's how we're reinforcing these messages. Uh, 
Zach, you mentioned this earlier, but I like to go every semester to the reporting class and just have a conversation. And Professor McKenney and, and John Crawl and I have had some really great conversations with these students to say, you know, because we have PR and journalism students in these classes. And I'm like, listen, PR people, this is why you're in this class, right? We're not punishing you. You need to be a good writer. It's a prerequisite for me to hire people at Flashcom. I need you to have taken reporting. But it also, we just had those conversations earlier so that students understand, you know, that there is a difference in your job and my job. And as long as we know that, it really helps. And if you come to a point where you have to have a conversation, then you do. I mean, if you, like Michelle said with the hospital, if you go there and say, listen, why do you keep doing this? They might not even realize they're doing it. They might just be like, oh, we were just providing background information. Well, you're hurting, you're hurting us for no real reason. You're just throwing in really old material. Again, we are, are trying to teach these things every day in our classes, and we're also going to other classes to, to have these conversations so that you, again, it's it's the education of knowing you have an agenda, I have an agenda, and they're different. And as long as we know that, we can work together. And then it's the additional part of you understanding each job. If you know how all these jobs work and what news is, and they know how PR you know works and how they have to go through you to get access and you know background information about your company, it, it just works a lot better. So what we're trying to teach you here are the skills so when you do get those jobs, you'll have that understanding. So when you call a reporter, you don't know, you'll understand they're on a deadline, they've got stuff to do, you know, they they need information. If they call you, they need it back before their deadline, stuff like that. So I just feel like we're trying every day to help you bridge this gap by just providing you with this information. And hopefully the journalism professors are doing the same and the ones that I know of are. So that's important that, that we all have a responsibility to have these conversations because the students don't know, right? You don't know when you get here. Some people don't even know when they get here what public relations is. They find it and they're like, oh, I really want to do this. But that means that they don't know all this other stuff. I mean, we grow up with journalism because we see it, but PR is often in the background. So you don't see it unless something bad happens or there's a crisis. And so our jobs are to educate everybody all the way up and then release you into the world with all this great information. I would add to that too, both for the journalism students and the public relations students. I think all of us, all the faculty try to instill in you the power of information, you know, because you are going to be sharing information. And I, and I think that in this world of misinformation, disinformation, that you are the future generation to help us get back on course, right? And I, I think that the, the attack on, on January 6th on the Capitol shows you the power of information. Right. So we're hoping that both journalism and public relations and our advertising students or all of our students leave our school, understanding that, that, that they now are equipped with sharing this information. And there's a lot of power with that information. And we're hoping that you're all going to go there and work together to be, you know, I always like to say champions of the truth. So hopefully that all of the MGA professors help our students realize that when they leave here, that they have their skill set is they can make changes in the world for good and, and can start with public relations and journalists working together to do that. Thank you both so much for all of your input today on everything. I think that these are some really good points in driving the conversation about the differences that journalists and public relations professionals have and like and how we need each other to move forward and how bridging this gap is going to create just better product of media, more civility going forward. And I really appreciate your insight on that. I hope that you guys all come back next Monday as well and listen to our final podcast, which we're going to dive deeper into student media. And so thank you very much. You're welcome. It was fun. It was thank fun. Thank you. Good, good discussion. Fun, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs>